Welcome to the 40K Lorecast. Welcome to the 40K Lorecast with me, John Barsati, and Brad Chester. This guy. Welcome to part two of our coverage of Abaddon. Before we begin, I want to once again invite you all to our new webpage, the40klorecast.com. Swing through. It's got all the links on that to our Discord, Facebook, Facebook. Brad's coaching co- courses, Brad's Facebook page, because I just decided to link that into there for no reason. Why Good not? luck. Good luck stealing it from him. It's worth nothing. <laughs> also, you could easily steal it from him. I don't know my password. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> What's the password? Password? Could be guest. <laughs> could be guest. <laughs> Guest one, you want to throw off the hackers. Um, but we're trying to use that as a nice little repository for things going forward. Um, and we're starting to have some decent discussion in the Discord. Yeah. Which I'm pretty excited about because as we move on, we've got a pretty big, here's where we're going. We're going to be effectively going on what's the most popular thing that people ask in mm-hmm. Discord and stuff like that. Because here's what we could cover. 782,000 billion million gazillion. Is that a word? Yeah. I don't think any of those were. But there's a lot of episodes we could cover. 40K Universe is, a, oh yeah, infinite. So there's a, we, even aside from covering factions, there are, Brad and I have discussed, like the areas we want to jump into, just talk about the day-to-day life of, of, of an Imperium citizen, of an Eldari, of like, of name it. There's a lot of, of Tau. Uh, <laughs> oh, and we want to talk about that. I want to go into more and more named characters. Mm-hmm. Some of the named characters have great, and we're doing. I, we did last episode where we brought up some of the books and stuff like that. A lot of these characters have been fleshed out over yeah. the last ten years. I think they've really pushed the books. And some of these books are incredible. I mean, I just re- nothing to do what we're talking about today. Gaunt's Ghosts. God's Ghost, uh, Aramon's Aramon, I mean, these, these are insanely well-written books with but great storylines. And they, and they make the characters so much more fleshed out. And to be honest with you, I enjoy, in the game, putting some of the, my favorite characters out that have great lore. Yeah, that's, I mean, I, I actually, to be honest, like, I, as we've been playing, the, doing this cast and I've been playing, I have been noticing I'm writing stuff with a lot more lore characters in it, just because it's like, Meh, I'm gonna go three and two anyway. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm as well enjoying it. But, uh, who cares? Um, but that's it, it. We really want to drive the Discord. The, we we launched the website because it actually gives us a few more options around interaction. I can actually we can build a page on there for comments and, and section. It just gives us a bit more freedom uh, to do some more things with this. We can put polls on there. I'm saying can I haven't done any of these things, but the, the website's also existed at this point for a week, so. Eh. I mean, and you told me about it two days ago. Yeah, exactly. So we're we're still getting there, but I do invite you all to go there. Um, it has links. And give to us, and you could give us feedback what you'd like to see on the page. Yep. Because the page is literally in its infancy right now. Yeah. And we can put anything you want within reason with our technological means. <laughs> yeah. We also did add a Patreon to this cast right now. I'm going to be perfectly honest with the Patreon. Uh, we will never put any part of this behind a paywall. The Patreon was simply a 
people have been making comments about my ability to do audio video, my audio editing, and they're all correct. Um, and so <laughs> we would like to maybe upgrade from microphones I bought on Amazon recorded in my basement. We're never going to a studio, but at least upgrade the equipment and possibly be able to pay someone to do some of this audio editing. So I don't blow your eardrums out when I lean forward and laugh at one of Brad's jokes. Um, again, super sorry about it. Trying to, it, it trying to learn be better, this stuff as It will we be go. better at editing when both of us are sick. Yeah, it's just one of these things. So that's all that. To, to throw the hardcore that we're doing right now, instead of drinking a bottle of wine, we're drinking hot tea right yeah. now. Because uh, we both got quite sick. And as you saw, heard in the last episode, there's there are some hard cuts that are probably still going to happen on this one from <laughs> nose blowing coughing it, it inserted um but yeah the show must go on uh, anyway speaking so, of people being sick whoo legions of chaos aren't doing real well right now aren't doing real well so we left the last cast with abaddon has abandoned his legion uh his legion like, by the full- legion it's been pretty fun. He didn't just abandon them like, oh, you guys are good. Let me go take a walk about. He dropped them off in the Eye of Terra, took he, their best ship and went. He also basically said, hey, could you check the tire pressure? I think there's one of the tires is flat and he drove away. It drove away, yeah. <laughs> so the, the situation as it stands right now is what remains of the Sons of Horus are in the Eye of Terror. Abaddon is nowhere to be seen, like long gone. And he's nowhere to be seen for a while. Yeah, what we're about to talk about here is not a year or two. This is... And it's also warp time. Yeah. So this is somewhere between years and hundreds of years. Centuries, yeah. this gets because it's warp time. It really gets a little bit weird what we're going to go through here. So it's... There is there's a linear progression to it, but the length of time it takes is... It's it's all... Uh, basically by the by the eye of the beholder <laughs> yeah so to kind of recap this the sons of horus were, were effectively the first of the trade legions to hit to get back to the eye of terror they well, just because they had to beeline to it well they, some of them stopped through some drive-throughs exactly there were some stuff but over time everyone arrives some um, of them arrive with a lot of extras yeah emperor's children being a oh, so I actually found this funny. So one thing I do find humorous is when the heresy has quote unquote concluded and the age of, what should I call it the age of revenge, uh, begins, the number one target for the space marine chapters, which is of course the imperial military, is the Sons of Horus. If you were to ask the citizenry of the Imperium who the number one legion they would like murdered would be, it was Emperor's Children. <laughs> yes. Uh, Fishhooks and Buttholes is not the greatest. Yeah. And also the fact that you're like, hey, man, shouldn't I have died a while ago? You're like, yeah, but you're in the warp right now. You're in the warp right now. Yeah. The, the Emperor's Children decided to just grab yes. every person they could find and bring them with them back to the, the Eye of Terror for party time. And they weren't the only ones who did this. I mean, the, the, the World Eaters did some of this. Thousands yeah, did some. Iron Everybody, Warriors grabbed a shit ton of people. Yeah, Iron Warriors But they, a they grabbed a lot of people for actual logistics. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They were actually going, well, we need someone to load our ships, to build munitions. Yeah. And the Emperor's children were like, yeah, but we also could torture them. Yeah, exactly. this one out there like. Mm. They were like, yeah, but they die. You're like, yeah, but we'll get more. Yeah. Like, but, but, but I want to. Well, at, um, at this point in time, though, the Legion's. Because chaos, I don't know if you guys know what chaos is, it's not good. It's not order. 
Yeah, it's not and an organization. And the Chaos Legions start to have insidious whisperings because the four Chaos Gods are always at a always fighting. Yeah. Just period. The, the four Chaos Gods hate the Emperor second to each other. Yeah. So they want their patron, their patrons want their peoples, their legions, to fight the other ones. Why? Because we should, we're better than them. Yeah. You should get rid of that. And they start an all-out free-for-all in the Eye of Terror. And we get a new type of combat, too. Because, oh, yeah, remember when the laws of physics don't always work because you're half in, half out of the warp? That's the Eye of Terror. So we get some wacky wars. And it starts to get pretty crazy. And the Sons of Horus, Luna Wolves, Black Legion... Are getting ruined in this time. Yeah, the issue is, is effectively you've got tiers of power. And we said the Emperor's children are the most powerful because they did a couple things. First off, they bailed the Siege of Terra and just went, well, what if instead of fighting the entirety of the Imperial military, we just go down the street and to the apartment complexes and just grab. They went to the gap. Yeah, went to the, <laughs> we go to the gap and just grab everyone who's at everybody the gap. folding a t-shirt. Yeah, and then on the way home, we're gonna stop off at every single like roadside gas station and grab all them. So they're sitting in the warp with this. Just they they didn't take the level of loss as a lot of the other ones did. It's and, barely anything. Yeah, and they're and they're sitting with this giant swath of people. And they're also. Probably the most chaos at the time. Yeah. Because a lot of people have been corrupted more uh, over time. I mean, Death Guard, but they're, they're all Death Guard's different. Yeah. yeah. Death Guard are just, they're just, but these guys dying. aren't fractured yet. And they're also wildly into chaos. Mm -hmm. Because Fulgrim did a good job in that his opera of death, his ballet yes. of death. <laughs> but he, uh, he cleaned out everybody that wasn't just straight crazy person. And so they are just wrecking shop. But you also, of course, have world eaters. You even have Thousand Sons. The Thousand Sons actually have been there for a little bit. They, they the world eaters aren't quite them. broken yet. We haven't got Karns. Yeah, they, no, they weren't. But, but, yeah. but they're all there. Something. They're all there. What's actually happened and what's kind of cool about this war is that it's not just the, the factions fighting each other, but even within the factions. Oh, yeah. Because as we said, the Chaos Gods just... They like to fill a, a, a gap of leadership. And you've got numerous factions back there. It just becomes war bands. Yeah, and that's what it, it just, the, the the irony of me saying the Eye of Terror has descended into anarchy. Really, I don't think it descended that well, far. The, it, wasn't, the, it wasn't, it wasn't, it was well, maybe the, a, a this small is, notch. For a lot of us play, that have played the game, I hope there's some old timers out there for me. Mm -hmm. But like, this is what Chaos was based on. We used to make an army in 40K, mm -hmm. was a Chaos war band you were a group led by a personality you basically mm -hmm. said you've got some ideas ted i'm in and he grabbed and this is why you used to see a lot of non-legion armies because they would just take everything that they could get you know what i mean and, and rock from that's there. the reason not because of the rules to be super broken if you cross over multiple a thousand percent you used to really break down <laughs> Undivided like, Lord, my friend. Then you yeah. can bring Zerkers, Plague Marines, Noise yeah. Marines. Yeah, I'm all like, like I, I liked how well you were sugarcoating that, but I was mad. Like, no, you guys welcome, did that because sir. it was broken as all hell. Chaos, <laughs> so, Chaos Black Book. Thank you very much. Chaos Black. Yeah, that. 
that that was a fun addition, wasn't it? Um, and the thing is, is that we've got notes on this that a lot of the legions aligned to their god, but there's several legions that didn't have a god. Right. So they were either worshipped all of them or none of them. Like word bears, for instance, all, all. equally. Yeah. They were just like, I want the mm-hmm. full buffet. And then you had people like the Iron Warriors, which just did deals that tried to give them a little bit more. Exactly. He was just, whatever whatever I can get, I will take kind of thing. Yeah. And then, of course, you had, I mean, world leaders don't even know they're corn worshippers, but they are. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. But more, most importantly, it's the Sons of Horus. The Sons of Horus. Horus was beholden to all four chaos gods. He was the champion of and that's what happened. Yes. When he broke apart, those chaos gods, they didn't really, they, they, in fact, I think their legion was maybe one of the biggest targets because it was this piece of, well, who's going to get it? Right. So, so they're getting just bombarded and different, and captains are, are going to different chaos gods. Being well, they've also over. lost every single, mm-hmm. because of the fact that the Don's gone and because of everything that happened during the heresy, yeah. the what, top eight guys are all dead. Are all dead. Yeah. Or all dead or gone. So you have like, hey man, who's next in line? You're like, we never thought it would get this far. <laughs> like no one, no one knows what who's next in in line because it's just we lost everybody. And so what's going to happen now is you've got I mean, the emperor's children. I mean, so I'm going back to them in a second. What you have is infighting within the Eye of Terror where everyone is trying to get a leg up, but you've got factions and a good like emperor's children. Who don't really like a fair fight? They're not corn. They they, they want it. They like picking off the weak and then exploiting it. And what you have going on right now, really well, is we talk about the weak. Is the Sons of Horus are quite weak, and they decide this is who we're going after. And the Sons of Horus, and they're not the only ones. Does everyone basically targets the Sons of Horus? But they're also splintered too. Mm-hmm. So they're not like it's not like a we're leaderless, but they're leaderless and. In small roving bands compared to everybody else. So they are just getting jacked. Like pretty super jacked, to be honest with you. So what the Sons of Horus decide is really only one thing they can do. And that is build a giant fortress and just protect ourselves. So they build this giant fortress in the middle of the Eye of Terror. Which kind of gives them the Field of Dreams thing. Because the rest of the Sons of Horus start just coming there because they're tired of getting their asses kicked. Mm -hmm. Because, again, everybody's kind of... And they also have, to be fair, mm-hmm. they have a little of the, hey, man, remember when, like, shit went bad and you guys were at fault? Yeah. And no one can stop me from bullying you right now? It's your fault. It's your <laughs> fault. And I, so what the one mistake, whatever they did there, was they decide to entomb Horace's body in this fortress because... They were looking for a god to worship as well, and they selected Horus. So the sons of Horus are now worshiping Horus's body in the middle of this fortress. Um, seems like a good idea. You want to come get us, then you have to get through all of our defenses, blah, 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 blah. Issue with that is a certain member of the Emperor's children named Fabius Bile. With the Trojan. He's got some stuff on him. Yeah, so I do want to kind of take a little note about Fabius Bile. Um, Fabius was the chief apothecary of the Emperor's Children. Like He was already doing weird shit. Yeah. 
if you take an apothecary and you put him on the side of Slanesh, you're not. Put it this way. You gotta, well, let's just go for how weird he is. Yeah. The dark Eldar come to Fabius Bile for some of his creations. Yeah. He's. It's back and forth between. Fabius yeah. Bile is creepy. Like, really creepy. But he's also very powerful within this legion. He's super creepy, but he's also a genius. Yeah. Oh, he's incredibly smart. He's not just this random, like. like no, he is a wacky. He is an awful mad scientist. Yes. With he's got means, he's got intellect, and he has zero morals, negative morals. Yeah. And so he decides that what they need to really overcome for the traitor legions to come back up and go take it to the Imperium is they need a new leader. And so why make a new one? We can just have the old one again and decides I'm gonna clone Horus. Well, originally he kind of wanted a Frankenstein Horus, but yeah, but he decides to clone Horus. And obviously, if you want to clone someone, really helps to have their body. And you know who has their body. Oh, I know who has their body. I'm gonna go get it. So he leads this force that just wrecks shop. True. And at the same time, he gets the body. He does some stuff. Oh, we're going to get there. Don't worry. As always, this episode, I don't foreshadow and then and leave it for the next episode. <laughs> you all, those who know the story know where we're going. Those who don't know the story, don't worry. We're going to get there. Yeah. Um, he, they just completely run through the Emperor's children, the Sons of Horus, and actually end up killing most of the other remaining Sons of Horus in this process. So this has happened, and now whatever's left of the Sons of Horus are just fractured and waiting to die. These are these few remaining guys realize, well, we're just out of options. Um, and they do a Hail Mary. And the Hail Mary is what if we just kind of put out a call to all the people we were friends with? Forget Legion, just across Legion, and see if we can put somebody together here because we don't know what's going on. And once again, it goes back to what I was saying before. A bad and but not just bad, bad, like the the Baden, but not just the Baden, the Black Legion actually have a lot of honorable history here. These are sergeants, captains, soldiers who are members of what are now falling legions. These guys, they were traitors. Now they're falling to chaos and are going, yeah, man, like, no, like, this isn't what I wanted. I, you know, I don't want to worship, I definitely want to worship Slash, but even like Zinch, like, this is well, wrong. They, they take in all your strays. Mm -hmm. They Ellis Island. Everybody. Yeah. yeah. And they begin building this, this fighting force that's going to sit there and all right, well, effectively the starts of a new legion is it, it, coming from this. One of the key ones is Kaon, who is actually a thousand sun sorcerer. Sure, sure. Yeah. Who is now independent. Again, I've always found the thousand suns fall to chaos interesting because Yes, they love psychic powers, no question there. But they're, in my mind, in reading the books, we're always one of the more intelligent legions. The fact that they would go to the, isn't the thirst for knowledge, but it's also the god of deception. It feels, it, it feels to me like of all the legions who would resist, like the least resistance to chaos to me is very obviously 
like they're just like this is awesome everything nothing changed. we were over like we nothing we yeah. fell to chaos yeah. what yeah. nothing changed in my daily life between no chaos and full chaos whatever but i always found that the fall of the thousand suns to be interesting because they really were they're were, they're were nerds for lack of a better phrase they're kind of the nerds of the space marines they like to read books that's that that's what they did they were looking for old scrolls they love they love knowledge and they fell to the god of deceit. Yeah, but they were pushed a little bit. Because yeah, part of them fell to the, 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 the god of deceit. And then the space wolf showed up. Well, the space wolf pushed them into that, into that hole. Don't get me wrong. But... Right about the time where they were like YOLO swagons yeah. were breaking your world. But don't forget, the Thousand Suns didn't agree to this. It was only, it was Aramon and Magnus who, who, who led them whole, like, who gave their souls away. So... What I'm getting at is I'm not surprised that, that the Thousand Sons, and certain members of the Thousand Sons were like, hey. Yeah, I'm going to bail. Yeah, I'm, I'm out. Like, this is stupid. And so Kayon's one of the key ones. and But he's not alone. He, he finds members of Emperor's Children, world leaders, uh, you know, even um, word bearers, et cetera, et cetera, who are all just also stuck in the Eye of Terror. Because don't forget, just be, you can't really go back to the Imperium and say, Hey guys, I'm actually not with those dudes anymore. Yeah. Can we hang out? Like when you have the lion and Lehman just waiting outside the Eye of Terra, going, those guys aren't really understanding. Yeah, they're not. You don't get to hail them. It's kind of a you appear, they shoot. It's not a complicated system. So you're stuck. And so we have to form a new legion. Um, and Kaon actually does some wacky things because they effectively fight multiple people. Yeah. And they go, Are you about done? <laughs> Can we be friends now? Or at least people that will kill other people together. Yeah. And it's, I, just, I just think the story is really fun and cool as we kind of dive through it. One thing that they end up doing, though, is they capture a word bearer priest. And by capture, I totally... I was going to say, yeah. Yeah. he insta-surrendered, yeah. as he, will he the word bearer. them on the phone and surrendered. <laughs> hey, man, you want to come over here and pick me up? He tells them... That he knows. He has no business right knowing where this is, by the way. Of course not. But he knows. The word bearers over the course of the lore have just turned into like shaman in 80s action movies. They're just the guy in a video game yeah. where you meet and he's like, yeah, it's the thing you want is over here. You don't ever leave this place. How do you know? I just do. Yeah, that's actually a better description. It's, yeah. You're like, he literally has the the exclamation point over his head for a quest given. Yeah. So they decide to go get the vengeful spirit. And in a, in a big deal, when you're going to, when we're going to uh, talk to Abaddon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Let, let, we're going to do this. We'll do this right. So I'm, you're right. Good. Continue. I just want to tease Brad, but what I'm going to interrupt <laughs> with a second. Well, We'll continue with that. It's just they they effectively say that they're going to go find the vengeful spirit. They're going to kill the emperor's children, holding their dead primarch, and that's a a big asterisk all over the place because when they meet the don, the don's on his yeah. vision quest. Well, there's like thirty of them too. But the part of this that I just I hate is so they they're all meeting when the super secret meeting. They've got this word bearer priest who tells them where to go and it involves, I mean, the story is kind of cool. In order to get there, they're going to have to do, like, they're going to be darting all through the eye of They terror. literally go on a D&D yeah. adventure. Like, and they're going through places that no one has ever been within the eye of terror. But 
as they're formulating this plan, of course, a giant emperor's children fleet appears out of nowhere. And I literally wrote that with a shitty GW writing because this isn't even clever writing where it's like, hey, we're, we've got a plan. All right, let's do it. They oh, no, we're under web attack. Web. They just jump into yeah. a web wiki that happens to be like under a manhole cover. Well, that's the whole thing. It's like they, they make this whole thing about, I'm just shitting on a book that you all should read. I'm sorry, but... It actually is a cool story, but it's, yes. It's a cool story, but that's what it's like. They have this really great meeting. They have a plan. They they, they, they realize they actually have a chance to, real, to realign the, the, the Legion, create something new. Then suddenly, of course, out of nowhere, we get attacked. Yeah, because that's always what happens. And they're going to lose the fight because, oh, we're, we're so... I mean, they actually call out that they're so outmatched that... Their entire like their entire fleet would lose to one of the ships that showed up, let alone the whole skew of them. But luckily, one guy, one special guy, figures out a trick. And actually, the trick's really cool because they actually do end up they, they discover a, a webway gate. And they end up using a destroyed webway gate because they are, of course, in the former Eldar homeworld, and that helps them jump around the galaxy and avoid the Emperor's children. So that part's kind of cool. But the whole surprise attack thing by a fleet that was were so overmatched, and I'm just well, it was like, so overmatched because they had seven dudes with them. You had seven dudes with you, and they got attacked by the entire I mean, they, what, British. What is the Navy. actual number? They they have like a ludicrously small number. Well, as they're doing this, let's kind of drop jump into Abaddon and kind of where he's at mentally. Well, no, because Abaddon does the whole wandering through the desert, being tempted by the gods. Yeah, Abaddon is literally wandering around. On a vision quest, every single chaos god, all of them are taking turns, basically, trying to make him their champion. You can take back over the Imperium. You will succeed where Horus failed. Mm -hmm. Just accept me as your patron. I will give you the thing. And the Don turns them down over and over again. So they go from... Here's you. Know, they go from carrot to the stick and go. Well, we will make your life miserable. You are terrible. You will fail at everything. You'll be lost in the you, war. You'll never do anything without us. Yeah. And then they effectively psychically attack him multiple times. They also put him in scenarios mm -hmm. and try to show him all the failures in his life and. They tell him about his, they actually tell him, and this is kind of get him ready, about the fact that the Sons of Horus are getting destroyed, it's his fault, everything was his fault. He abandoned his legion, he abandoned his brothers, how could you do that? You're weak. And what's actually interesting, powering about him through all this is he's just lost mentally on all that stuff and just doesn't want to commit to anything. Because the, the thing I really want to harp on, again, I'm going to keep doing this, is Abaddon never wanted power or fame. He just, it was never part of it. His goal was to actually be part of something. He just wanted to be part of something big, something powerful. And all he ended up doing was he left a, a world of warlords killing each other. Or a and, world of warlords yeah, killing each other. A galaxy of it now. He's, in the exa he's exactly yeah. where he was. But he does have one thing that he realizes he loves more than anything. And that is victory. Well, it's victory... And the thing is, is he wants victory, but he wants it on his terms. Mm -hmm. And he thought the biggest failing of Hor where Horus was weak was Horus became a puppet. 
of the gods. Exactly. And he effectively declared multiple times, to be honest with you, multiple stories, I will never be a puppet of the gods. I. That's why he's still, to this day, not a, a Primarch, not a Peter right. Prince. He is technically he's just, still he is just a juiced up human, but he's super juiced up. Yeah. And, he, and it's a big deal. And the thing is, is that to this day, foreshadowing for everything, but mm-hmm. the current day, he just refuses to be the champion of any one god or even just accept all the... He gets powers and he gets influence mm-hmm. from them, but he is, in essence, still just yeah. him. He's just, and that, and that's, it all came from this era where he's wandering around resisting them. But eventually, while during his wandering around... A bunch of dudes show up on his ship <laughs> who are pretty damn lost and they're super happy to have found the vengeful spirit. And they stumble upon a very different looking well, first of all, no top knot. That's the most important piece here. <laughs> they 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 arrive <laughs> on a baden and for the first time, no, no, no dumb top knot. He actually literally the beginning down. of the story of the Black Legion. John's like definitely top knots. Where We're we starting go. off with no top knot. Hundred percent. It comes back. He is literally all I can think of is Mega Mind when they yes. <laughs> when he's got the beard. He wants to show him that he's playing his banjo or whatever. <laughs> That's basically how they they find Abaddon <laughs> with just unkept beard. Trying to tell him that he's now a, he's going to play folk music the rest of his life. Exactly. I've, I've started a band. It's, I'm a one-person, four-piece band. Uh, cool. And you don't want to hear it. The Don wants to, before he starts his long war, Yes. he doesn't really want to do anything. He, again, wants to folk music. Yep. And they tell him about the fact that the Emperor's children stole the body and he gets the what? Yeah, they stole. They did what? They did and, what? And they're gonna clone it. Yeah, not on my goddamn watch. Yeah. <laughs> so the Don goes from I had thought maybe if I ever get done, you know, with my folk music career, then I could get back to doing stuff. To all right, all you idiots, yeah. you're now doing what yeah. I say. Get in the back. We're going now. Like yeah, like yeah. now, now. Yeah. And he just basically explains. Yeah. He, well, all the way over, he kind of gives them his new manifesto. He literally just goes, we are going to start a new war. A, well, it's a forever war, but it's, it's a for, the long yeah, You can't war. call it a final war because it's, 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 it's yeah. bad references there. But yeah, he's going, we're, we're doing this. And his biggest piece is that Horace failed because he was short-sighted in his goals. Mm-hmm. So now I'm not doing that. And we're going to, I mean, the line I like, it, it's actually, a, there's a very good quote in the book, and I don't feel like like, like stealing it because of basic human decency, but the, the gist of the, of the quote is, we conquered the galaxy for the Imperium, and they gave us nothing but betrayal, so now we're going to go reconquer it for ourselves. And I kind of like that, to be honest. It's kind of a badass quote, so good for him. Wait, so um, he, anyone who comes against us, they're just dead. Oh, we're doing this. Them, that's where you get the let the galaxy burn. Yeah, let the galaxy burn. So, oh. So the Don still has picked up because everybody offered him the twos. Yeah. He still got extra new Don powers. Yeah. So he starts grabbing everybody he can find with a warp power. So now he can actually, and, and they're in half warp. 
Well, he's also a beacon. People yeah. just start coming to him like moths to flame. Uh, everybody that's these scattering war bands just kind of comes to the Don. And the Don has Horus light powers now, as far as yeah. charisma. Yeah. He has he went from menacing presence to menacing, I'm just going to do what this dude says for some unknown reason. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of the he brokers a lot of deals, and people that have no business listening to him, just agree to listen to him. So I have to believe this isn't a full, uh, in canon thing. It have to be canon in this podcast. Yeah, but it's not a canon. I've always thought that he had the the diet coke of Horace's power at this point in time, the, the charisma power. The charisma power. Because I, he brokers so many deals with people that right. are. Wildly, he he gets other other prime. He gets Magnus. He gets Angrad. He gets Mortarian. Well, that's yeah, that's later. Later, I'm saying, but he does all this shit, and he's doing it right away. With he's not a primarch. They're demon prince primarchs. You're right. Right. You're right. There's got to be something. There's a bunch of power people that just holds. He holds sway over, and he starts to do this right away. So he basically starts to just take everybody. And I love this part about it is he starts the beginning of what becomes known as the Black Legion. Mm-hmm. They get rid of all markings of Sons of Horus and because that is the shame, that is the falling. It's beyond Sons of Horus. So he's also bringing other... Well, everything yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. That's the... He, yeah. he, 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 they, their initial attempt to do it brought shame because they didn't do it the right way. They didn't hold on to what made them right in the first place. The funny thing is I was, I was, I was you know, writing the notes with it, it clicked on me. They're basically the Death Watch. Yeah. But for chaos. For chaos. Because it's a, whatever legion you're from, I don't care. Repaint your armor. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, let's go. We're doing this over here. And we don't do any of the things that we did before. Mm-hmm. We're, we're winning at all costs. We're going to do, not even just all costs, it's in all costs, but with guidelines. Exactly, with guidelines. <laughs> the pirate code. <laughs> What's cool about him, what, what Abaddon decides to do too is he's looking at this, he's also looking at the fracturing of the legions. He doesn't want to conquer the other traitor legions, the eight, eight, eight traitor legions. Rather, he realizes, to, to his credit, he just wants to lead by example. His viewpoint is, I'm going to go wage this war on the Imperium, and I'm going to wage it in a way that all the other ones are just going to want to be part of it. They're going to want to come along he with me. Literally, Alexander the Great said, "Yeah, we're That's going. Yeah, we're going this way." All right. It's just he starts to go. Yeah, you can do what you want as long as you do it as as I'm doing it. Do you know? Come this way. Whatever you want to do, go do it. And it's a big deal in this because he starts telling people what he's going to do. And the first thing he's going to do. And holy shit, is he pissed off about it? Oh, yeah. So, as much as we, we spent all that time talking about how I'm going to wage this war in the Imperium, I'm going to reconquer it, and blah, 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 blah. Before I do any of this, I'm going to go punch Fabius Bile in the face and, and grab Horace's body back because that, that shit ain't happening. <laughs> he is not, 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 not. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he launches his entire army. At, at Fabius Bile. And it's wildly huge now. Yeah. It's weird how many people, like, it was like an 80s montage of just picking up all the strays. And the weird thing is, is that 
the legions had started to really fracture at this point in time. So when he comes back, he's just based, just pulling all this in. Yeah, he's like in one one guy here and one guy there. He's getting companies right. are, are just coming over like, yeah, let's go do this. Like my old captain's weird. Yeah, just, they, he's people really started doing stuff. I can't. Well, a lot wow. of the Marines also are lost because they don't have a, a reason. Yeah. Most of these people are ingrained. Like the, the Marines, they didn't want to give them too much free time. So they used to give them 15 minutes of free time yeah. for the old one of the old stories. Like, you think that's too much? So they, they need a purpose. These guys have been doing a goal their whole yeah. existence. And not all of them are falling to the god. As Bud said, the, the chaos gods are tempting them, but not all of them are going that way. Or some of them also just are harder to tempt. And so they're just lost. And so now some guy says, Hey, remember when all we did was wage war? Yeah. You want to go do that again? Yeah. <laughs> this We're going to start with something that the Don started to do a lot over yeah, the so 10,000 years. So this is the one foreshadow I'm going to say is a foreshadow for basically every time the Don gets involved with an invasion in 40K. Well, he just decides to take, it's a destroyer, but it's a big ship. Well, let's set the stage a bit better. So they have the, so Fabius Bile. The situation is that he's got a ship. They don't know where his ship is, but they know what planet it's on. And the idea is, if we attack the planet, then the ship will come up into orbit, and then we can attack the ship. That's the Baden's plan. But the problem is, the pl said planet is covered in planetary defenses. So he decides to effectively warp in yeah. underneath their defenses a ship. Traveling at faster than light speeds. Yeah. To just slam it into the planet. Because that's going to work. Which, I mean, it does. <laughs> we did the cast on the orcs. Yeah. It, it works really yeah. well. The orcs did this quite a few times. So go Abaddon on stealing an idea. Also, not the last time he's going to do this. <laughs> no, he doesn't quite. <laughs> it's like one of his new favorite things to do. Um, <laughs> I love that you put in... All caps. Yeah. He stole this from the orcs. He did. He stole this from the orcs. It is a very convenient way, though, to get around planetary defenses. Is just warp in a derelict spacecraft, have it crash into the planet. And follow up? Yeah, then just come in Which, there. Wait a second. What did he do? They followed up. They followed up. They go into Fabius Bile's ship, and then, holy crap, start putting... They put on their boots of mighty ass kicking. Yeah, it is not even a fight. They just put the beats. But on. what's cool about it is this ship's cool to me because the famous bottle ship comes up and they decide we're not going to blow it out of the sky. We're going in there. I'm going to remember Abaddon's whole thing is no more failures. He's not going to do the bad guy thing of I'm going to blow it up and, and hope and hope I got Horace's body. He's on team. No, I'm no. going to personally yeah. go in there he's and not, do this. He's not putting you. Under the laser beam, and then he's going to go watch TV yeah, and exactly. hope that... I got a gun. Let's just shoot him right now. <laughs> <laughs> the sharks will definitely get the him. The sharks will totally get him. The sharks with laser beams. We're fine. Um, but, yeah, so they... Abaddon goes, screw this. I'm going in. And he goes in with everybody. But Fabius Bile's ship is not... It is bonkers town. Yeah. He has also been experimenting with fusing people into the ship. Yeah. Which using, is pretty freaky. Yeah, fusing demons to people, robots to demons to people, basically all human centipede, but for murder. Yeah. You know, it's just, and it is, what's, what the reason I like this is that you, know, you hit this ship and it's just full of these monstrous, these aren't like 
cute and cuddly things he's making. They're all meant for war. Bad in the Black Legion land and go, yeah, I'm killing everything on this well, ship. The funniest thing about the Don is I always crack up because he completely doesn't get corrupted so often because he just doesn't care. Yeah, that's all it is. It's like, <laughs> He's like, so like, yeah, like, it's one of my favorite quotes in Pathfinder Wrath of the Righteous a video game mm -hmm. is one of the guys is super lawful evil guy and everybody gets uh, pulled into, into a thing where they try to uh, corrupt them and tempt them. And when he shows up to him, there's nothing going on. Yeah. <laughs> and he just goes, as a... As a good commanding officer, I, I don't have any secret ambitions. So he's like, yes, no. <laughs> but that's what I think with Abaddon, yeah. because he's just like, yeah, man, I, I don't care. Like, your your weird thing is just something that I'm going to kill on the way there. Yeah, on the way to the Everybody else is losing their sand, and he's just like, I don't know what you guys are doing. Just keep going that way. It's yeah. not a big deal. They just wreck shop through this shit. Like bad, bad too. Yeah. I mean, nothing nothing's slowing them, them down. This is an 80 to 0 victory. Yeah. I mean, he's rooting. Also, Fabius Bile didn't know that the Don was showing up. No, that part. I, I think he was expecting it. Well, although, to be honest, when someone crashes a derelict spacecraft into your planet, you probably should have been better prepared for the fight. True story. Up, but I, I think but Fabius Bile has never been a, a tactical mastermind. He's no. a he's a brilliant weirdo. weirdo, exactly. Yeah, but he's just like, he's not the dude you're going for plans. They they bust into this, you know, their target, which is the cloning center. And this part of the story is super cool because, as we said, they're there to rescue Horus. They're, they're going to get Horus's body. You're not cloning Horus. And they get in there and discover he was cloning all the Primarchs. All of them. Yeah, I was about to say, they don't really do this justice because he was doing all 20. Yes. And two of them... It we don't know who the hell they I are. I saw the 20 and I'm like, is this a typo? Because how did you find the missing two? And, and, and for all you wondering, yeah, that's all I got too. Like I was actually hoping to get more information out of this and like no. read the book. Like, no, they just. Yeah, Fabius just, apparently just knows the deleted guys and yeah, just was like, whatever. He is. I mean, he is in the war of the chaos. God's probably Damn. knew something about it, but he's cloning all 20 of the Primarchs, which is a lot scarier than anyone thought. Basically, Fabius is making a super army. And then I want to point out, Abaddon's not a good guy. And he's fighting the bad guy. And he's going to do this to actually help out the good guys because 20 corrupted Primarchs being launched into the Imperium would have been uh, bad. He also decides that he is not down with this. Oh, at all. So he goes full murder hobo. Now, the yeah. NPC was trying to explain some backstory from the DM. Yeah. And he's like, no, thank you, sir. No, thank you. I'm, this, all this breaks. And yeah, now. he started murdering everything. He did have one clone, and of course it was the Horus clone. Yeah, kind of the side of the room, a, a bunch of loud footsteps come. I mean, they, I feel like the, the book credit on this. They, you know, they're fighting, they're, they're basically destroying the cloning op the cloning room, and they hear thundering footsteps coming down a corridor, and all of a sudden, a bunch of just staring, just go flying through the air. I mean, Duel of Fate starts playing. Yeah, as as a giant figure wielding a very special warhammer just starts wrecking people, and it is. It's the clone of Horus. It's holding the warhammer that Horus was given by the Emperor, and just he is wrecking these guys. But Abaddon 
crushes him. Yeah. Well, I, I simply put, Abaddon killed his father, and he'll doing this. Did it once? I'm doing it twice. Um, <laughs> I, I did laugh so hard at this last night. So I need to give you guys in, in the notes. Mm-hmm. It, after he kills him, he goes to Abaddon's credit and John's joy. There was no long speech. Yeah, for the, this is the first time I can ever think of with GW. Abaddon and Horace are fighting. Abaddon just Horace starts saying some words to him, and Abaddon says, "Shut up!" and just starts slapping him. Abaddon just actually overpowers Horace. He breaks his warhammer, and then as Horace starts trying to like chat him up, he just murders, just just jams the, his claw straight through Horace and and just slaughters yeah. him right then and there. Oh, he just gives no shits. He, yeah. You're like, you're probably not going to get a long bad guy speech. Yeah. Uh, from. I was God. so happy about that because every other book we've had, we've had to listen to. And those are all the reasons why you betrayed me. And yeah, but he does give, he does give a full Arnold 80s action movie. Yeah, line. Which is way better. Yeah. I am not your son. I'm not your son. So he says, because the clone says, refers to him as his son during the fight. And at the end of it, after he kills him, he goes, I'm not your son, and leaves. Yeah. He basically, again, gives the 80s movie, because he just blows the fuck everything up and just rolls out, which is funny because the the Fabius Bile ends up doing a bunch of work for Abaddon after a while. But. Oh, yeah, they eventually come back around and become best buds, <laughs> yeah. uh, and, and especially more modern versions. So th- there's a big thing about this, because the Don goes from broken to fueled by mm-hmm. hatred and he turns his wild loyalty and love of Horace into a driving he is literally fueled by hate yeah he just honestly he hates Horace no, and- for but he hates Horace for his weakness yes. so, yeah not not the person not Horace, the person. but, but exactly. for, for failing the, what he said was Horace failed to lead by failing to succeed. This becomes all Abaddon cares about is success. And so he's just not going to fail like Horace because he's not going to fail. And (laughs) sorry, you know, you can just keep my goofy laugh in there for that because nothing makes me happier than thinking about what happens next. Because Abaddon legitimately starts having HR meetings. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and literally does, hey, uh, what have you been doing for the company? That sounds stupid. And just cuts people's heads off. He starts murdering everybody that he thinks sucks that is leading. And he does, I'm talking like, we're talking everybody from a squad leader to a large leader of a war band to a to company dude, leader, to the dude carrying ammo. Like yeah, he is. We are. We are not playing around. Like, hey man, are you good at what you're supposed to be good at? Did you fail? If you did, well, my HR meeting really ends in death. You're like, what are the other options? You're like, death or more death. And some of this was actually really clever. Like one of the stories I loved was there was a one of the things the Eye of Horus was named was the name of the war band that had split off. And they had just basically told Abaddon to go F himself. We're, not, you know, we're never joining or doing anything with you. He murder faces everybody. Wait, so what he does is he, he attacks an Admech post and really and these and, and invites them with on the attacks. They're like, yeah, great, we'll hang out with you. So they go and they attack the Admech post together and they they run over the Admech. And at the end, 
the leader of the, the I, I have Horus comes over to Abaddon and goes to shake his hand and Abaddon cuts his head off. Yeah. And just, and, and then, and it turns to the Legion. He smokes every captain. Yeah, it turns to the Legion, looks at them and they all immediately bend the knee and boop. And he's done, this is what he does. He just kills everybody. Well, he kills everybody, especially in charge. Yeah. Because he also thinks that he goes pretty psycho about this because he just decides that everybody was doing it wrong. Everybody failed. If you were in charge when we failed, you're now dead. Yeah. And I, what I love about this is same thing the lion did. Yeah, the, where they just went through line, but just but uh, with a lot more murder. The lion went through and challenged every captain. And said, I'm going to prove him better than you. Baden just went. I'm just going to kill every captain, and every one of you is going to follow me. Because who else are you going to follow? The guy who's dead. Like, what do you want? And Abaddon now becomes over this period of it ends up being I think a couple thousand years in the actual imperial timeline. It's um, it's it's wildly all over the place for that. Yeah. Well, I'm saying, but, but by the time he reappears in, in, yeah. in the Imperium, because timeline. well, in the Imperium t- timeline, he's he sh- showed up because the warp timeline is so weird. That's the thing. So it's a little bit hard to tell what's been going on. But he effectively goes he goes into the warp with him and a few buddies. Most of those buddies die, and he comes back out of the warp, the War Master, with. All, not all, but the vast majority of the Chaos Legions either directly under his command, and it, it, it or really under his it influence. really wanes and waxes. Yeah, because depending on what he wants to do, and I do want to touch on this mm-hmm. because I want to talk about the people saying that the Crusades, because I want to touch on the Crusades a little bit. Yeah. Before we go. because the Crusades are such a big thing. Abaddon has thirteen Black Crusades. And people always go, oh, they retcon him to be this mastermind. Because in the Arcs of, uh, Arcs of Omen, I call it Arcs of Covenant, I don't know why. But, uh, Pretty different. You know, he comes and he blows up Cadia and he does all this stuff. And they're like, well, they retconned him to be this mastermind. No. As well back, we were, t- we were talking about this before we recorded the first episode mm-hmm. of Abaddon. Way back, and I think it's either 2003, 2006, they had already talked about his crusades weren't trying to take over the Imperium. His crusades were trying to get things. Yeah, imagine was his, his idea of of long war. What he meant by that was, I will. This will take as long as as it need as it as it needs right. to take. I am not going to make make this mistake. Horus made. Horus was under a clock. Horus's problem. His entire plan involved getting to the Terra before Gilliman. And the lion got there. That was really, that was Horus's thing. Abaddon's plan is, I'm going to conquer the Imperium. So I'm going to do logistics. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And his crusades were built around both strengthening his position and weakening, weakening the position. A lot of them was weakening. And he also was, he got his blade, which contains a world-dominating yeah. demon. All of these things led up to it. And it's a big thing because people go, "Hey, this was retcon." No, really, it wasn't. It was. It's been the same for twenty some years. It's just his writing is everywhere because he's included in so many different novels, so many different codices. Because there's things about Abaddon in everyone's codex. It seems, yeah, so, I mean, and that's where kind of like the next episode we're going to get into is we're going to take the, this leap from Abaddon becoming the new War Master to just about the. St- Dart of 40k so like there's there's a chunk here about 
you know, how he built himself up and some of the things that he did throughout this era. Because when we talk about 40K, it's 40K is played almost like a snapshot. Those of you don't realize it's not, you're not, we don't play over the entire like thousand years. We play over like five or six years at a time. So we really are going to, we're going to take the Abaddon up. It's hard with Abaddon because anytime we add stuff to him, a codex comes out and there's new stuff about him because as Brett said, he's in every single codex. But he is, let's let's keep kind of pushing, let's get you guys kind of caught up to a lot of stuff he does uh, coming into this because there are certain things he does, cough, cough, Cadia, um, that are... Oh, and breaking the sky. Yeah, breaking the, the sky. Yeah, literally splitting the galaxy. In half. Yeah. <laughs> he is the reason why the Xenos incursions are incurring tyranids um whoopsie yeah oopsie i brought the tyranids into the galaxy i should have show shouldn't have shot that nightlight out <laughs> yeah exactly like oh hey mods <laughs> here's a big flame so we're going to cover a lot of that stuff with abaddon but to kind of recap the episode real quick abaddon you know the very first one we talked about abaddon comes up he ends up he's right next to horus the horus heresy fails and he's just broken this episode was about the rise of him him coming from this, this broken man who just feels that anything and everything he's ever... It's like a no reforming, purpose. though. Yeah. He, he's, he reinvented who he was. Exactly. He went from the follower of, for him, the follower of failed betrayers. Yes. To the leader of the long war and the guy that's going to get things done no matter how long... There's no, again, like you were saying, there's no clock. There's no anything. He's going to win, and he wants to win against. Uh, there's no, he doesn't need to separate. He, he's and, not killing the emperor and calling it a day. No, he's going he's to conquer every everything. planet. Every planet in the galaxy. And this, as time goes by, begins to not just include the Imperium, but also Xenos that get in his way. Yeah. You know, is nothing is stopping me. I am going to conquer this entire galaxy. Yep, and more. Yep. (laughs) So with that, we will conclude. We'll see you guys next week on our part three of Abaddon coverage. Uh, Once again, I'm John Barsai. This is Brad Chester. This guy. See you guys next week.